Charlemagne there, I guess not. I'm sure he's on his way. There was a little bit of snow a on the bit ground. Of snow. It wasn't that bad. Okay, well, it's Monday! Woo-hoo. Now, let me tell Boy. you, I went outside this morning. This was a good mm-hmm. morning, and, um, you know, it was a little bit of snow, so there was snow on top of the cars. Somebody must have took the snow off my car because my car was clear of snow. The windshield that wipers nice. were up. That's nice. So yeah, whoever that did that this nice. morning, thank you very much. That was very helpful. Oh, that was nice. Now, I'm stuck in Charlotte. Uh, I was supposed to be back last night. Uh, you know, I had a, a bunch of parties down here for CIAA, and they canceled all the flights. They said they were expecting uh, a couple of feet of snow. That's what they told me at the airport. So I had to stay here for the night, and they closed all the schools and everything, and it's not that much snow, is it? Yeah, they kept saying all day that it was going to snow. They said it was going to mm-hmm. start snowing at 1 in the afternoon, and they closed the schools today, So, but it's not that bad. Okay. All. all right. Well, I'm broadcasting from Charlotte, and shout out to everybody that was out here for CIAA. It's it's always a, a great, great, great time. Every year we have the uh, Breakfast Club Day Party. Shout out to Lil Duval. He came and performed. Uh, shout out to Two Chains. I actually ran into Two Chains down there. He did. We did something for Cricket Wireless, so he was performing. So I ran into him. It was a great event. I love CIAA. You get to see people that listen to the radio all the time. You get to connect, take pictures, just talk and have conversations. So shout out to everybody that came out to North Carolina for CIAA. Now you were out in Albany, right? Yes, I had to do a Black Women in Media conference with the NAACP, so shout out to everyone that put that together. It was me, um, Ashley Sharpton, and Rakia Mays was on that event as well. And then I also did the Black Women in Tech conference, and mm-hmm. I had to interview Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I did, okay. like, the closing interview for that conference. That was really dope, too. Oh, now, did you, mm-hmm. you want to hear something else I did this weekend? So What's I was that? with my mom yesterday, and remember when I co-hosted The Real for a week? They had put up a picture of my parents' wedding on there. They were talking about that. And Uh somebody that, her cousin, her first cousin, who she hasn't seen in over 40 years, his daughter saw it and then got back in contact. So we went to go, I met them for the first time, my mother's side of the family. Wow. She was very excited because my mom's the only child. Both her parents, my grandparents passed away. So she doesn't really have any family like that. All right. Now, did you see Leaving Neverland? I did watch that last night. Now, if you haven't seen it, of course, they HBO put out a docu-series, Leaving Neverland. Last night was part one. I, I Tonight got is the part free, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how you get the free trial on HBO just so you can watch it? So I, I got the free trial. I got to cancel it today. You don't have I HBO? Wanna, not on my laptop. I'm, I'm in you the can't, show. You know, you can log in from your, your um, internet at home. You can go online. I couldn't figure it out last night, so I just did the free trial. If you cancel it within 24 hours or something like that, they don't charge you. So I'm about to cancel it in a second. Yeah, you should be able to watch that anyway. What did you think? Uh, I think that it was very disturbing. It was a lot of very detailed descriptions of what they allege uh, Wade Robson and James Safechuck alleged that Michael Jackson did to them 
when they were younger and the parents were on there and I was really in awe that parents would allow things like this like for their child to stay in yeah. someone else's room an adult like yeah, that it was overnight. it was very disturbing it was a little too long it was it was just too 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 well, long they, they stretched it out yeah they stretched it out a lot as you can tell they were they trying to get as as much out of this as possible the only thing is i'm just i'm stuck between do i believe or not that that's that's the only thing because some of the descriptive things that she that they they are, are very saying descriptive. And, and some of the things that they were was saying about Michael Jackson, you know, it, it's difficult to listen to and watch because you know he was your, he was like your my one of my superheroes growing up. I love Michael Jackson. I, I know did people all the dances. Who, I watched them. I but, know people who don't want to watch it because they don't want to not love Michael Jackson. Oh. I just want to know the truth. <laughs> good morning, Jesus. Oh, good morning, Charlemagne. What's happening? Look at him busting in the door. Well, what we up, are Charlemagne. We are getting ready for front page news. So. Yeah, no, page no, news Bernie Sanders. Yo, Bernie um, Sanders will be joining us. Oh, we're not doing front page news. No, no, I'm just saying Bernie oh. Sanders will be joining us this morning. Ever since Charlotte, that. he couldn't get back because of the weather. The flights. Oh, he on the ISBN. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Hey, Charlemagne. You thought I was in here talking oh, to myself? My I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. To you. I'm not gonna this lie. Anytime there's any type of disruptive weather, I know Charlemagne's gonna come in. I didn't know it snowed that much. <laughs> it didn't even. We just were talking about it how it wasn't that bad. That's a lot. Yeah, but they canceled all the flights. And they canceled school in uh, Jersey this morning. I mean, it was about six inches, seven inches. And when you're trying to pull out the driveway, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Bernie Sanders will be joining us this morning. We'll kick it Never with Bernie next hour. Never no. heard of him. He's nah. running for president for 2020, a senator from Vermont. So we'll talk to him. And and, 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 let, and let the record show that's not. This is not the first time Bernie Sanders has been on the Breakfast Club. For some reason, people think these presidential candidates are just coming here now. Now they was coming in 2016 as well. And we have some yes, later this week as well. So you'll see about yes. that. All right. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about these back-to-back tornadoes that happened, and at least 23 people have been killed. Okay. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Hey. It's the Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Good Club. Good morning. Let's- Happy Monday. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, right now there are 80 million people under winter alerts. That's from Colorado to Maine as a snowstorm has hit. So they said it's from experience it's better to be open prepared in these situations. If you're not prepared before the storm, it is too late. So a lot of schools are closed today. A lot of flights are canceled, as you know, MV, because you are stuck yes. in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just make sure you check out whatever flight you're supposed to be on, because in some places, like in New Jersey, it's a state of emergency. Charlotte, not a bad place to be stuck in. You can go to Merch for breakfast. Drop on the clues bonds for the 704 damage. Trust me, yeah, I know. I've been time. stuck in Charlotte because of snow. And then if you yeah, get- no, I love it. No, actually, Charlemagne left you in Charlotte because of exactly. snow that year. But <laughs> I love Charlotte. I, I mean, I, I didn't really have a problem staying here. The weather's nice. The weather's beautiful. I the food is Charlotte. great. It was pretty cool. And if you get stuck in the airport, they got a Bojangles. You know what I'm saying? Go get your little chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit, little bowberry biscuit. You know what I mean? Oh now, since we're talking about natural disasters, they were back-to-back. Uh, tornadoes in Alabama. At least 23 people have been killed. They are saying they do still have a search going on, uh, f- just trying to find if there's any more people as well. And they're looking primarily in the area where the damage is most significant. So, very devastating situation. Tornadoes are scary. Tornadoes sound like trains in the sky. I've never been in a tornado. Lucky me neither. witnessed one. Yeah, me neither. All right, now, Stefan Clark, you guys remember that story? This was in Sacramento about a year ago. Police fatally shot Stefan Clark. He was 22 years old, unarmed. He died in his grandmother's backyard. If you don't recall the story, that's when uh, the police 
were chasing him. They were looking for somebody they said that was breaking car windows. Mm-hmm. And they chased him. He ended up in his grandmother's backyard after he turned the corner over there. When they were chasing him, they ended up fatally killing him. Now, according to police officers, he turned around and he was in a shooting stance with his arms extended. They thought he had a gun. Turns out he only had a cell phone. They fired 20 shots at him, hitting him at least seven times. Now, wow. these police officers have not been charged. They are not facing criminal Mm-mm. charges. Of course they didn't. After shooting and killing Stefan Kluck. Now, remember, Ebony K. Williams was on The Breakfast Club, and uh, here's what she had to say when this all happened. We're going to go through the same thing, y'all, when Stefan Clark's right. case comes up. It's an inevitable outcome. Until the laws look different. Use of deadly force, that's the magic word, right, is unlawful and unjustified if and when the following criteria aren't met. So there's no weapon or the weapon wasn't in reasonable reach Mm -hmm. of the person. That's a shift in presumption, y'all. Right now, the language typically reads, the officer is justified unless. See how that's different? Mm -hmm. There's a presumption of justification by any and all actions of these officers unless these special circumstances are met. Very important to note that was uh, last April. Drop on the clues bombs for Ebony K. Williams. And she's right. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get justice until legislation is changed, okay? It's all about the legislation, people. We got to get the legislation changed in order to get justice. Hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a horrible weekend, a bad weekend, and you Maybe need to vent. Maybe you're stuck or- somewhere right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're stuck somewhere. Maybe somebody's stuck in you. All right. All right, that's how you want to start it? All right, but get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you guys watch Leaving Neverland, we would love for you to call up and comment on that as well. Dogs, yeah. dogs listen to The Breakfast Club as well, okay? No, I don't think I'm so. Sure it's two but dogs anyway, stuck together somewhere in America. Right get now. it off your chest. Or if you need to just spread some positivity, you can do that as well. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Trust me, I know from experience, hiring is challenging. But fortunately, there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. It's been so challenging because we own a business, Juices for Life in Brooklyn, and the turnover rate, I mean, there's a lot of people there. It's their first job, or they're doing this as they're going to school at the same time, so people's circumstances change all the time. We're always having to hire new people, and anybody that gets hired has to have a food handler's license, so that also narrows down the playing field. Fortunately, with ZipRecruiter, we are able to find qualified candidates. It doesn't take too long, and we don't have to worry about applicants who don't have that license. ZipRecruiter makes it so easy. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, it's Rick. Birmingham, how you doing? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just I want to speak on a little Michael Jackson thing. Now, now, hear me out, man. You know how Charlamagne says, you know, these guys lied on the oath, right? You know, yes, sir. I think we've come to a, a time in society, man, we have to stop retruthing the truth. You feel what I'm saying? Like, these guys lied on the oath. You said this thing right here. Now, you're saying something else. So now you want us to be sympathetic to each other, to, to you, right? 
So now, like you said, if you just want to know the truth, but what is the what is the goddamn truth? We don't know the truth. We don't know. That's why they should have never done this. They should have never done this special because it's just too much of a gray area. It's too sketchy. This special is trash, man, and they know it. And it's coming from a 26 year old guy. Oh no, Mike, I wasn't doing his heyday. I'm just saying, man, if if this the truth right now, they got to be the truth later. You got to keep the same truth. The truth is the truth, man. You can't just be changing this just to fit your narrative and make you some money. Did you think that anything was a little strange about any behavior? Yeah, I, I think it was very strange. Me personally, I have two, I have two boys. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and they can't sleep in the bed with my brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. Can not doing that. Can I, can I, doing that, period. Can I say something? Yeah, I'm with you. Can I say something real quick? What? Michael yes, Jackson has been strange since his whole goddamn life. Now, all of a sudden, y'all think Michael is strange? The same I man who walked to a white woman, Okay. Come on, man. I'm just asking what he thought from watching it, if anything was strange to him. That's Michael all. Jackson is strange. Let's go to another line. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Q. Q, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man. I'm in um, Hampton, Virginia right now trying to make it to work, man. And this, every time you come through this tunnel, it's traffic, uh, accident, something, man. These cats in Virginia can't drive for shit. Uh, okay. okay. I like that. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that energy. <clears throat> well, shout out to everybody in this 757, bro. Hello, who's this? It's Sean. Uh, from uh, Richmond, Connecticut, man. What What's up, Sean? Sean? Get it off your chest, bro. Good, man. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow, uh, this morning. I work in this weather every day, man. I'm a mailman, so this is just another regular day. Snow, rain, all that. Okay. Well, how much, you know what I always want to know? What is good enough to tip the mailman during Christmas, man? I never, I never. What, what, what do people usually tip you, bro? Oh, uh, man, I mean, I work mostly in the hood. So, you know, I mean, I, I get, like, weed. more than just money. Sometimes I get, like, cleats. Weed. Whatever. You get some <laughs> weed. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. That's, that's a regular day, man. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you were supposed to tip your mailman. That's a thing. Yeah, you're supposed to tip the mailman. Oh, yeah, 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 man. I, like, I mean, they usually get, like, Dunkin' Donuts cards and all that. Yeah, you're supposed cars. to tip the mailman. You ain't getting no Dunkin' tip Donuts gift card in the hood, Stop lying to me. He's supposed to. <laughs> now, let me ask you one other question. You ever delivered a package you know with some smoke? You said what? You ever delivered a package you knew with some smoke or some work? Or some work? What some drugs. Mean, you ever deliver drugs? And, and, exactly. Envy 42 nah, years nah, old. Nah, some nah. work. Envy exactly. <laughs> trying to sound some work. Here. Some smoke. Deliver some, some smoke. <laughs> what do you mean deliver some smoke? Really? Deliver some work? No, nah, some real. Some people uh, ask, like, to um deliver, like, like credit cards or debit cards or like gift cards that were like giffies. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. scammers. Yeah, some scammers. I got offered that a lot before. Oh, okay. Are you with it? No, nah, hell no. Nah, <laughs> trying man. to get him to snitch on himself, ye? <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, brother. Be safe out there. Have you been down there at CIAA with all them young boys? So you're trying to talk hip now. You, you ever deliver <laughs> some smoke? <laughs> you ever like, deliver some work? What is he talking about? Like, get up. it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. It's me, Salem. Hey. <clears throat> hey, Salem. Hey, Salem. Good morning. You guys, my, my anxiety is on like 1,000. I need help and I need advice. Talk to me. Okay, so this past weekend, I lost my driver's license. And you know, you need your driver's license to do basically live. How'd you do and that? 
I, I was at the mall and I let my best friend's two-year-old play with it. But you know, it's not even the two-year-old's fault. It's my fault. It's really my fault. Um, so yeah, I lost my driver's license. So now, you know, I, I have a warrant or whatever. So I don't know what to do. I'm scared to step in the DMV. And then Dallas right now is doing like this round out. They're just trying to catch everybody with warrants from your job to your house this month. And I don't know what to do because I'm scared. You get like, uh, I don't know what to do. I think you should just see and check and see if you got a warrant. You can run your What are the warrants for? Right? I definitely do. I de- what are the warrants for? It's like traffic violations, nothing major, you know. Go pay your tickets. Oh, that's not the problem. I'm going to do that. I'm definitely going to uh, do that. But don't you? They, don't they arrest you right there on the DMV uh, for uh, like traffic? Our white cameraman Steve, Stephen the White Demon, he said you can go. You should go online and do it. I don't, it I, doesn't work. I don't think you can do it online. I think you got to go in there. We're just going yeah, to take so that out, Sam. You hear me for the next couple of days? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I already told my manager. Hey, I got this PTO set up, so yeah, just go, holds it down, I guess. Go ahead and take that out. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you got some makeup on for your mugshot. You're a pretty girl. But I think you could pay your fines. You could pay your fines online. Go to DMV.com. I think you could pay your fines online. That's what I was thinking, Evie. If I just start paying, like, right now, just start doing a payment plan, would would that help? I don't think you could do a payment plan. I think you got to pay it in full to get your license back. How much you owe? Nah, I mean, I probably owe, like, a good... Twelve hundred. I'll just pay that. But you I owe twelve hundred. I'm gonna do. Yeah, I, I think I'll just pay that. Salem, I'm gonna do something for you right now. Okay. Uh, oh, here you go. Here you go. Right. Let's listen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray that you get the money that you need. <laughs> I'm gonna pray that you get the money you need to pay off your um your your foul, ticket. Man. Okay. You foul man. <laughs> you are so you're a clown. Have a good one, Salem. Yo, you a foul man. You a foul man. I'm gonna pray for. <laughs> you are foul, man. Pray for <laughs> you are foul. Hello, who's this? It's Tan. What's your name? Tan. T A N. What's the matter, Tan? Why are you whispering? You okay? No, I'm not whispering. I'm, I actually just woke up, but <laughs> no, I just woke up. I gotta look at y'all early in the morning. Okay. Good morning. You watching us on Revolt? Yes. Drop one of Cruz's right. mom for Revolt, man. And well, get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. First of all, good morning. I'm calling to say that I'm blessed today. And I love all y'all, especially DJ Envy and Charlemagne. Charlemagne, he's so funny. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. This is awkward. I want, I, I'm still whispering. Yes, you are still whispering. Yeah, but I'm I think you're trying to turn us on, but, you know, it's not doing a good job. <laughs> I'm touching my nipple a little bit. Hey. Nope, I'm a faithful black male. It's silly. Anything else? <laughs> yes. Um, I want to know, what do y'all think about the um, um, property taxes going up three times? Property taxes went up three times. Where? I didn't hear about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they're saying, they're, saying they're, they're charging everybody for um, property taxes going up three times. Where are you getting this information what? from, Ted? <laughs> The news? I don't know about that. Yeah, that must, ain't be in Jer- I, I, must be in I, I, Jersey. I've actually heard the opposite. Really? Yeah. Where you calling from? Cleveland. The no. City. Oh, they charging mm-hmm. y'all? They charging y'all more money to live in Cleveland now? Yeah, well, they, LeBron they, left. Yeah, but forget him. I'm gonna be honest with you. They should be paying y'all to stay in Cleveland. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Until they rebuild the Cavs. Uh, have a blessed day, boo. Okay. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Salute to Cleveland. Geeks. Appreciate yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. And everybody who listens to us on Don't Get Me the Line. Come on, find <laughs> it. On Don't Get Me the Line. What's Cleveland? Hold on. All right, here go right here. WAKSX1 and WAKSF296.5. The Real 1061 Cleveland's Real Hip Hop and R&B. That's right. Salute to everybody who listens to us on Real 1061 in Cleveland. What's happening? All right. All right. Hey, well, get man, it off your pray, chest. Hey, prayers up hmm? for Diddy, too, man. 
Why? I saw something like I saw a tweet, a shade room. Uh, oh yeah, man, that broke my heart yesterday. When man. he said he should have married Kim Porter. Yeah, but you know what, man? People are so disrespectful. Like he posted a picture with Kim Porter and he put a broken heart. And this dude said when she was alive, you didn't want to marry her. Confused Negro, get the f out of here. And did he put I know played myself SMH? Like why would you even comment on that man's broken heart picture of, a, of his dead baby mother? Somebody he been knowing like for, forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, you're right. People look crazy, yo. Yeah, pray for Diddy. Shout out to Diddy, man. Yeah, unfortunately, right. when people post things on social media, it leaves them open for people to say all kinds of crazy things, mm-hmm. which they will. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Well, since we're talking about Michael Jackson and leaving Neverland this morning, let's talk about what Oprah Winfrey has to say, because you guys know she's going to be hosting and how to sit down with the alleged um, abused children. Did well, come on former yet? children. No, it comes on after the second, after the second, yeah, after uh, the second part series. today. She did it last week. No. But it's going to air tomorrow. Okay. I mean today. Right. Sorry. We'll get into that next. And also, don't forget, Bernie Sanders will be joining us. He's running for uh, the president of the U- United States in 2020. It's his second run at it. Vermont. Yeah, so we'll kick it with Bernie Sanders next next hour. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Rumors on the way. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good, Good morning. morning. Back to the work week. Happy Good morning. Monday. Now let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Leaving Neverland. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Leaving Neverland was on last night, and I know a lot of people are not watching it because they feel like it's not a fair depiction. Some people feel like, okay, this is all, this whole thing is a ploy for money from the accusers. Some people feel like Michael Jackson's not here to defend himself. The family has been defending Michael Jackson, saying these things did not take place. There was previously a trial where these same people testified that nothing happened to them. In defense of another young man. In defense of another young man who says that he was also abused by Michael Jackson. Uh, they did take the stand and say that never happened. And uh, I don't see the point of this whole I'm I'm going to tell you what happened in it, and we'll discuss the point of that as well. Because mm-hmm. Oprah is also tomorrow going to do Oprah Winfrey Presents After Neverland, and that will also air on HBO following the conclusion of that two-part film. Oprah catching a lot of slander this weekend, but I've never seen them slander Oprah like this. All right, now let's discuss uh, James Safechuck. He was one of the young men that met Michael Jackson when he was very young. And he was invited to dance on stage with him and after that formed a relationship with him where he really looked up to Michael Jackson, was going on the road with him, his mom was taking him to his house, he was spending the night, all of those things. Now here's what he had to say about getting dressed. He would run drills with me where we'd be in the hotel room and he would pretend like somebody was coming in and you had to get dressed as fast as possible without making noise. All right, he also talks about uh, just sexual relationships that they had and Michael Jackson masturbating. Michael would like it if you would bend over and, like, spread open your cheeks. That's what he liked. And then he would masturbate. And he liked if I rubbed his nipples. You should have led with that, wouldn't you? Why? That was just a good lead-off. Oh. Stop it. Stop it. Now, uh, James Safechuck also discussed how everything had to be kept a secret. It was very much a secret, and he would tell me that if anybody found out, his life would be over and my life would be over, and that's something he tells you over and over again. 
He also felt like he was married to Michael Jackson because they did, he did get jewelry and a ring from him. So we were like this married couple. And I say married because we had this mock wedding ceremony in his bedroom and we like filled out some vows and the ring is nice. I was really into jewelry and he would reward me with jewelry for doing sexual acts. It was uh, crazy. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy hearing and watching that. And what was really odd was that the parents were allowing a lot of things. Uh, supposedly, they didn't know to the extent of what was happening, but mm -hmm. it's just weird that you would allow your child to be spending the night and you would be boxed out, you know, and they would be spending the night. In the, the bed, in the same bedroom and everything. Man, in the bedroom. Now, here is what James St. Chuck's mother had to say. You go from a normal lifestyle, day after day, everything's the same, to this big star calling your house, um, wanting to come to your home and have dinner in your home, wanting to spend the night in your little house. This was all so overwhelming and like a fairy tale. And I got lost in it. And I know my husband got lost in it too. You know, uh, in the, you know that big star could have just wanted a sense of normalcy too, right? That's probably not, why. Nah, not uh, not having a not having an eight year old sleep in your bed no, and no, having no, sleep. No, no, no. I'm talking about as far as calling their house and saying I want to come over for dinner and just cool out. Well, here's Wade Robson's details of his relationship with oh, this Michael, perjurer both with these Michael perjurers? Jackson. Let's hear more from these perjurers. Him talking to me. You and I were brought together by God. This is how we show our love. So taking showers together, you know, fondling and kissing, tongue in mouth. He would put my fingers on his nipples, tell me to squeeze them. And then Michael pulling my pants and my underwear down and going down and starting to, you know, perform oral sex. You know, quickly it turned into having me perform oral sex on him too. You know, a full adult grown man size penis in my mouth, you know, in a little seven-year-old's mouth. Listen, I didn't, I didn't watch this uh, special because I think it's unethical. I don't respect the energy of it. Like, those guys were under oath and defended Michael Jackson against another kid. I'm, and, then I'm when not things, gonna... and then when things didn't go their way, they recant their story, file a civil suit, civil suit gets dismissed, and now you out here doing leaving Neverland Well, special? they explain how they fell out of favor with Michael Jackson as they got older, because you have to recall that they met them when they were, like, five years old, seven years old, so you can't hold children. You, you, know, you know some questions? Because a lot of people do, when they are young and they get molested, are ashamed of it, embarrassed, and so I'm not going to discount that. So you, are you, so you, are, you're not going to discount the fact that they lied under oath in defense of another kid? Let me ask, I want, there's some questions I want Oprah to ask, right? Evan huh. Chandler, that's who accused Michael Jackson. They defended uh, Michael against him because I wonder if they did that because they didn't believe Evan or because they thought they were protecting Michael. And, Evan, thought, Chan, and Evan Chandler committed suicide. So does that make them feel guilty in they any should, way? They should, yeah. I'm sure they do feel guilty about well, it. Well, and guys, they also we didn't did, see the whole thing. They, Let's watch the whole thing. Tonight. And they did discuss why they did take the stand as well and defend Michael Jackson. Can, can but I, we'll get more can, into that because rumor report. Can I ask over. one question for the room, though? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, I don't know if Michael touched these little boys or not, but let's just say hypothetically he did, all right? Mm -hmm. Leaving Neverland special shows us that. Now what? I mean, I mean they, there is no now what because, I'm like sure you said, Michael Jackson was actually found not guilty. And he's dead. I mean, we're just hearing somebody's side. I mean, it's it's a little difficult. So he's not thing. here. Like, he's not here to thing. defend like, himself. Like, what's the point of this? Like, I, I feel like HBO just wanted the kind of traction Lifetime got with their surviving R. Kelly doc. You know what I'm saying? Well, Period. maybe something like this can encourage other uh, people who have gone through something to be honest about it and come so you out believe with their truth. I'm not saying you asked me why. What you're would this do? I'm, I'm if you're saying you're saying if this was true, and I was answering your question, 
if it is true and if they were touched, what would be the point of it? Uh-huh. And I'm saying the point of something like this is to encourage other people that might to have been in a similar situation case. Well, it, to not, have some absolutely. support. Just like the Me Too movement, when people are detailing things that happen to them, even if there's nothing legally they can do, maybe that is something that will show support for other people. Well, if it's not true, if it's not true, it's just going to encourage more money plays and plays for viewership like this special. Well, All right, well, that we'll is talk about it more rumor in the report. 8 o'clock yes, we'll talk hour. About we'll talk about it more in the 8 o'clock hour. Now, coming up, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, yes, we are going to talk about this weather that's really uh, causing a lot of disruptions for people if they're traveling, uh, going to school, because maybe you can't. Also, something that a 12-year-old got charged, felony charges for, you won't believe it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Shalom hey. God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, you? Uh, now, first of all, the weather. Just be careful if you're traveling. There's major travel disruptions that are affecting uh, lots of people from Maine all the way to Colorado. So just be careful that snowstorm has hit. 80 million people are under winter weather alerts right now. Yeah, I'm stuck in Charlotte right now. My flights got canceled coming back to New York City. So Today I, should be fine, though, right? Yeah, I think it'll be fine, yeah. Go to Bojangles. I'll go to Mertz. All right, now, a 12-year-old rapper is in court on felony charges, and that's because he was selling CDs in the mall. He was in Georgia visiting family. He was in the food court of a local Cumberland shopping center. That looks very suspicious. That's when an off-duty deputy approached him and grabbed him by his arm, accused him of loitering, and also said that he had been in trouble on two previous occasions for selling CDs in the mall. His lawyer says that's absolutely not true. I just want everybody to know that sells CDs in 2019. You look suspicious. Now, Corey posted... (laughs) Corey posted a note on his Instagram page. He said, seriously, like, I really wake up every day asking myself, why would this police officer tell these ludicrous, ridiculous stories? By the way, he spelled ludicrous the same way you would spell the rapper Ludacris' name. Uh, He said, on me that now have me going to court facing a felony at 12 years old as if I'm really a robber, killer, murderer, or some kid that cussed out and fight police officers or something. Like, I'm just so, for real, I just don't understand why a man would do this and have me going through all this. Not worth it at all. Corey, you're 12 years old. You're not playing this right. You're supposed to be saying, what the hell is a CD? Okay? You're supposed to be acting clueless to what a CD is. All right? You're 12. Mm-hmm. Okay? You didn't grow up on CD players. He should have had a little drive, a little junk drive. Like, Word yeah, but he's an entrepreneur. He's trying to sell some CDs to make some money. What I'm CDs? not mad at that. This kid well, is people, 12. People still have CDs. You know, he might have been the OJs, the Temptations on the CD. You don't know what was on the there. The boy is 12. He don't even know who the OJs are. Well, you saw on your age this morning. Between that <laughs> stupid-ass slang you used earlier, <laughs> and now talking about some OJs and Temptations. They don't even know who was on the CDs. The kid is 12. So He's an aspiring rapper. So, yes, that's sad, though, because that kind of sets up a... Pr- like, you don't want kids to feel like criminals for trying to do something entrepreneurial. Yes. I, I, I would have been... First of all, I would have been locked up because I used to sell CDs when I was a kid. Salute to my man, DJ Chuck T. But you were bootlegging CDs. You were bootlegging people's albums. That's something different. You a snitch. <laughs> you just a whole snitch. Yeah, that's a good question. Man. What CDs were you, you selling? You ain't tell on Clue. You, was, were you, you ain't an tell artist? on Clue. Tell on DJ Clue. Tell on you, Mr. Mixtape Kings. Okay? How about y'all tell on yourselves? All right, a lot. Y'all the ones who snitched on drama and got drama and cannon locked up. A back lot in the day. of snitching going on in this what room this morning. What are you talking morning. about? I'm just going to back out of this. And I'll end this with a good story. This happened at okay. Morehouse College in Atlanta. Wayne Hayer, he did not want to miss his algebra class. And he couldn't find childcare. He has a five-month-old daughter. They were getting ready for the midterm, so he brought his daughter to class. And guess what? His professor, Nathan Alexander, held the daughter, held Asada, and taught the rest of the class while he had the baby strapped to his chest just so that Wayne could uh, study and get his study on. So that's that's a beautiful thing. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front-page news. All right. Anything Thank else you, y'all want to tell about?
body, no, we good. anything? No. All right. No, 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 no. All right. When we come back, Bernie Sanders will Senator, be joining Senator us. Senator Bernie Sanders, 2020 presidential candidate. Very important to note that this is not Bernie Sanders' first time on The Breakfast Club. For whatever no. reason, people think that these candidates just started coming here this year. No, they, been coming, they was coming here in 2016 as well. That's okay. right. So we'll kick it with Bernie when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Bernie Sanders. Senator Bernie Sanders. Senator Bernie Sanders. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you guys doing? So, so Bernie, 44 out of 45 presidents in this country have been white men. Do you think we need another one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you need this one. Um... Look, uh, we are living in an unprecedented time. We have the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country, somebody who is a pathological liar, a fraud, a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a racist, a con man, a cheat. Now you're just getting warmed up here, man. (laughs) Now, this is a bad news guy. And the most important thing that has got to happen is that uh, this dangerous president is defeated. I'm going to do everything I can to defeat him. Uh, I look forward to winning the Democratic nomination, and uh, if I don't, I will support anybody else who's out there to defeat him, but this guy uh, cannot win another term. Why run again? Last well, I'll tell you why. Go ahead. I'll tell you why. Uh, we ran in 2016, mm-hmm. as you guys know, we were here, and I'm proud of the campaign that we ran. If you think back, and I want you just to think back a few years ago, mm-hmm. think about the issues that we ran on. We said that... We cannot continue to have a minimum wage in this country of $7.25 an hour, starvation wage, that we're going to fight for a $15 an hour minimum wage. And you know what I was told back then, four years ago? That was Think it. about it. Mm-hmm. What was I told? Yes, it was insane. It was insane. It right. was crazy. Can't that happen. Well, since then, five states have already passed that. I was told that the United States has got to join every other major country on earth and guarantee health care to all people as a right through a Medicare for all single payer program. Once again, Bernie, you're crazy. Can't be done. Today, a strong majority of the American people understand that it is insane that we have 30 million people who have no health insurance, more who are underinsured, and that we pay the highest prices in the world uh, for prescription drugs. Okay? We're making progress on that. Uh, I was told that it was crazy to talk about making public colleges and universities tuition-free so that every kid in this country has the right to go to college regardless of his or her income. Well, ain't such a crazy idea now. Cities, states are beginning to move in that direction. So to answer your question, we made progress in 2016 in taking on all of the big money interest in this country, taking on Wall Street and the insurance companies and the drug companies. We made progress. Obviously, we have a long, long way to go, and I want to complete the political revolution that we began. What will you do differently, though, this time? I have been criticized my 2016 campaign. Remember that campaign? We started, like, with four people. My wife, Jane, is here. She was one of them four people around our kitchen table. And then the campaign grew, and we took on the whole establishment. We ended up winning 22 states and 13 million votes. This time, we're starting from a very different position. We were criticized for being too male. That was a right, correct criticism. Too white. That was a correct criticism. That is going to change. We'll have a much more diverse uh, campaign. We've already announced uh, our co-chairs, I think many of you know Nina Turner. Nina yes. Turner. Mm-hmm. I love right. Nina Turner. Uh, you should love Nina Turner. Nina um, uh, founded, uh, Nina worked with me in 2016. We started a an organization uh, after the campaign. It's called Our Revolution. 
-hmm. And the function of our revolution is to get people all over this country to stand up, to fight back, to run for office. Uh, Nina has, until just a few days ago, been the leader of our revolution. Uh, we have six, they have 600 chapters all over the country, all right? And they are getting young people to get involved in the political process. What about your press secretary? They said, they said he's an illegal immigrant. She? She. She, I'm she. sorry, she. she's an illegal immigrant. Belene's... Well, she's protected under she's protected under DACA well, right now. Yeah, we have we'll have DACA people, but we and we'll announce some other people pretty soon. It's going to be a a a, a diverse uh, campaign staff, and this is a promise. This is maybe my first campaign promise. You ready? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. You know, when you look at Trump's cabinet, it looks kind of white and kind of old, right? Kind of, Absolutely. kind of, kind of, <laughs> like well. a cabinet of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Our cabinet will look like America mm. in terms of women and men and, and you know, racial diversity. That's the promise. Now, you know, uh, Senator Sanders, a lot of people say you didn't really lose the Democratic nomination. It got stolen from you. So if the fight is fixed and they don't want you as the, the, the nominee, you think it could happen again in 2020? I'll tell you, look, last time in 2016, we took on the establishment. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, I had a handful of members of the House. I had no governors, no big city mayors, nothing. Uh, and we won 22 states, all right? This is where, what I understand, mm -hmm. and the essence of what this campaign is about, is not only winning the nomination. Let's say you win the nomination. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're gonna have health care for all? What do you think the insurance companies are gonna do? Mm -hmm. What do you think the drug companies are gonna do? You know how much money they have? Yeah. They have unlimited sums of money because they make billions and billions of dollars in profit while people can't afford their medicine, while people can't afford to go to the DACA. You got Wall Street a few blocks away from here, right? Mm -hmm. You got six banks that own 54, that have assets equivalent to 54% of the GDP of the United States of America. Six banks, all right? When we tell the wealthy and the powerful they're gonna have to start paying their fair share of taxes, you may have read recently, you have companies like Amazon made $11 billion <clears throat> in profit. You know how much they paid in taxes? Zero. They get you got it, man. No, actually, they got a rebate. Oh, yeah, they got money back. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's crazy. The only way you take them on is with a mass movement, grassroots movement. This is what the civil rights movement was about. It's what the labor's, labor movement was about. The women's movement was about. The gay movement was about. And I'm very proud. We've been in this campaign now for, I don't know, six or seven days. We got one million people signed up in every state in this country who are prepared to stand up and fight back. Now, you mentioned all those, all those things, but, you know, the question is always how. It seems like politicians, are, they say what everybody wants to hear. Free tuition, lower taxes, legalizing marijuana. But what's the plan? How 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 are you how are we gonna have free I don't free say tuition? lower taxes? Oh, okay. Well, how are we gonna have free tuition? How are we gonna implement those plans? Excellent question. Fair enough. Right now, in terms of health care, we are spending almost twice as much per capita as any other major country on earth. Now when you come and you visit me in Burlington, Vermont, if you go fifty miles north of where I live, you're in Quebec, Canada. Okay? They guarantee in Canada health care. Do you know how much it costs? You got, God forbid, somebody comes down with cancer, right? You go through all the surgery, all the chemotherapy. Do you know how much you pay in Canada for all of that? Free. Yeah, free. that's right. Well, it's not free. Somebody, it's paid for right. the same way we pay for public education. Mm -hmm. Correct. You don't come out with a nickel bill. I think that's the right thing to be. I agree. Okay. So you ask me how we pay for it. Right now, we are paying twice as much per capita for health care as they do in Canada. Because they don't have a system which enables the drug companies and the insurance companies to make huge profits. Their right. system is simpler. There is not all kinds of waste and bureaucracy. A lot of overcharging here. Off. A lot of it. 
Huge amount. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question in terms of health care, we're already paying for it. We're paying twice as much as the Canadians. So what the criticism of Bernie Sanders is, he's going to raise your taxes. Well, I may. That's right. But you know what I'm doing? I'm doing away with all of your private health insurance premiums. All right, I don't know how you guys work or where you get your health care from. Mm-hmm. Somebody is paying for it. Somebody's paying Blue Cross or United Health. All right, that's gone. You're paying it for yourself, yeah. You're paying it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're paying, if you're an average family of four in this country, you're paying $28,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And that cost is going to go up. So we can't afford the present system. That's why we're going to move to Medicare for all. That's how we're going to pay for it. You ask about public colleges and universities. Roughly speaking, it's about $900 billion over a 10-year period. That's a lot of money. Not quite as much as Trump gave in tax breaks to the top 1% and large private corporations. All right, so we're going to tax. We have a speculation tax on Wall Street that would, in fact, pay for that. So to answer your question, right now, we have more wealth and income inequality than any major country. Now, I know we don't talk about this very much as a medium. Am I right? right? You have three people owning more wealth than the bottom half of America. 46% of all new income goes to the top 1%. Okay, that's the fact. So, yes, you guys said maybe about lower. I'm not going to promise I'm going to lower Wall Street's taxes. No, quite the contrary. We are going to ask the billionaires and the wealthiest people in this country and the largest corporations to start paying their fair share of taxes. All right, we got more with Bernie Sanders. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. He's running for president for 2020. Bernie Sanders, Yee. What about prison reform? Because we've seen the effects of mass incarceration and what how that's affected us to this day and still continues to affect us. What do you think about prison reform and what are we going to do about that? We're going to do a lot about that. Okay, Give me a minute on this one because this is a huge issue. Right now we have to ask ourselves how it happens that as a nation we have more people in jail than any other major country on earth. We've got two million people in jail. We spend an $80 billion a year locking up fellow Americans. All right? So first thought, first thing. And and we're already as a result of a lot of good work by Black Lives Matter, ACLU, and others. There are now prosecutors and district attorneys who are being elected to office who are saying, my job is not to put more people in jail, it's to reduce the prison population, all right? We're making some progress uh, in that. We have got to invest in children and our kids We've got to invest in education rather than in more jails and incarceration. Los Angeles, they want to spend billions of dollars on more jails. Wrong. Let's make sure that our kids have jobs and education. Second of all, we have to end private prisons in America. People should not be making money by locking up fellow Americans. I'm proud that during my campaign in 2016, uh, we talked about the insanity of having uh, at federal level, uh, marijuana at the same uh, level uh, treated the same way as heroin, okay? So we talked about decriminalizing marijuana, legalizing marijuana, and that's beginning to happen uh, around this country. So the goal is to make sure that also when people leave jail, uh, they have jobs, they have decent housing, so they don't come back to jail. But criminal justice reform is a huge issue for me. Do you feel like you would be righting a wrong because you did sign the 94 crime bill? I signed it. I voted for it. You voted for it. Yeah. You voted for the 94 crime bill, which started a lot of this mass incarceration. I voted for that because for a couple of reasons. I mean, you know, one of the things, it's a fair question, Mm -hmm. but as you know, a lot of bills have a lot of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't voted for that, you would be saying to me, 
How come you voted against the Violence Against Women Act? How come you voted against uh, the effort to deal with some uh, gun safety legislation, which was included in, in, in that? That was a ban, as my, I recall, on banning assault weapons, something that I believed in. So it was, but if you also noticed, uh, at exactly that period, I talked about the dangers of mass incarceration. So it was one of those, and it happens, it may happen tomorrow. You got a bill which has some bad stuff in it, has some good stuff, you make your choice. So you feel like you'd be right in the wrong? Would you? Ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, this is an issue we've got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Too many lives are being destroyed. Hundreds of thousands of people get criminal records. You know why? Because they have smoked marijuana. They got caught with marijuana. That's insane. And as you know, this is a racial issue in the sense that if I think blacks and whites smoke do marijuana at about equal mm-hmm. time, uh, blacks get arrested a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, And what we also want to do, and some communities are beginning to do this, is expunge the records of people who are arrested for marijuana. I believe in that very strongly. Uh, this is a question that we've been asking of all Democrats. Does Bernie Sanders have an agenda for, for black people? Absolutely. We start off, as I mentioned, with massive disparity in the general population. Mm-hmm. Very few have a lot. Most people have nothing. Then you got another form of disparity, which is a wealth disparity. All right? So right now, you have the white community, the average white family, uh, owning 10 times more wealth than the average black family. You have a health disparity. Infant mortality rates in the black community, I think, two and a half times what they are in, in the white community. You got an education disparity. We talked about a criminal justice disparity where African-Americans are much more likely to be uh, arrested and put in jail. Those are disparities that have got to be addressed. addressed. Um, there is a friend of mine, uh, Jim Clyburn of uh, South Carolina. South Carolina yes, yeah. sir. Representative Clyburn came up with an idea, which I think we should build on. It's called He called it 10-20-30, which says that you focus federal resources on those communities most in distress. And at the same time, you've got to deal with institutional racism. I remember it, it redlining, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a small business person, I talked to a guy in Milwaukee last year. Uh, and he had, it seems to be a moderately successful business. He said, Bernie, I'm going, black guy, I'm going to the banks. I can't get a loan. Uh, so we got to deal with racism and discrimination within the financial services committee, within the financial services industry. You got payday lenders. My God, unbelievable. You know what the interest rate, for the, and they're ripping off on the most vulnerable and poorest yes. people. So to answer your question, we do have an agenda. And uh, it's an agenda that we will fight vigorously for. Yeah, that's why I want. I would like to see federal. What you t- said about the <laughs> banks, I would like to see federal government put more support into the black banks. Absolutely, I feel like that could help black entrepreneurs. And not only and black, black banks, homeowners as well, mm-hmm. and black homeowners, but black business in this sense. Correct. In this sense, unemployment now is quote unquote relatively low. But you go to African American communities, and the youth unemployment rate is still unbelievably high. And you tell me, I mean, please tell me, what happens if you're a kid who drops out of high school who has no money? You're probably going to turn into a life of crime. You got it. Yeah. What a waste. What a waste. You know, we got to invest in those things. We will invest in housing. A lot of people in the African-American community not making a lot of money, spending 50% of their uh, income in housing, child care. And what about HBCUs? Absolutely. It's very big for, for our community. It is. It is and very support big. is very big. It is very big. They, uh, I don't know the numbers, but as you know, a significant number of uh, African-American teachers, uh, academics, uh, professionals mm-hmm. uh, come out of the HBCU uh, system, and they do a great job, and they're underfunded. So when I talk about making most of the, as I recall, most of the HBCUs are a public institution. Some are not. Mm-hmm. But we are going to pay a lot of attention to them. 
Now, why does it seem like this week you've been kind of dodging the reparations question? The Senator Harris and Senator Warren have both kind of spoken out and said that they agree with some form of reparations. Well, what the question is, what do we... I'm not dodging the question. The mm -hmm. question is, what do we mean by reparations? I mean, it, it, it seems to be a lot of people mean a lot of different things. Uh, to my mind, it means that we have to deal with the fact that there is enormous disparity uh, between the black community and the white community, and that issue has got to be addressed. And I've indicated to you some of the ways that I think it should be addressed. Well, I think they mean uh, some type of economic empowerment to the African descendants of slaves. But what does that mean, economic empowerment? If I just talked about the mm -hmm. fact that I would do my best to change the banking system to make sure that we end racism, that we pay attention to distressed communities, that people get the loans they need to make the investments they need. What yeah, about so, straight cash payouts? No. How much you want, Sean? Do you agree with that? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you agree with that? Well, I, first of all, uh, you mean just a check to every African-American? Yes. Well, then it's a check to every Native American who were nearly wiped out when the settlers first came here. I think the way we go forward is to build America together. There are distressed communities, white communities. There are distressed Latino communities. Right now, what you have is a government owned and controlled by big money interests who worries about Wall Street and the drug companies. We're going to change that, and we're going to pay attention to the needs of working families and low-income families uh, in this country in a way that you have never seen. But this government has also systemically oppressed us in a way that they haven't oppressed other other communities I mean, through slavery, through segregation, now mass incarceration. And so I think it should be something done specifically for African Americans. Well, and all of those issues, mm -hmm. all right, we are going to deal with mass incarceration. And we're going to invest, I think, at the end of the day, if we end the discrimination that exists in financial services, in health care, in education, if we guarantee health care to all people, if we, and we're working on a particular program, make sure that every person in this country uh, has a job because there's enough work to be done dealing with climate change, dealing with our crumbling infrastructure, I would suggest to you that not only the African-American community, but every community will be a hell of a lot better off than they are today. All right, we got more with Bernie Sanders. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. He's running for president for 2020. Bernie Sanders. Yee. What about um, legalizing marijuana? And how can we ensure that African-Americans get in on, because uh, it seems like we're getting kind of blocked out in sure. many ways. That's a very good question. So two answers. I believe in the legalization of marijuana. Right now, you have a Federal Controlled Substance Act in Washington that says you're caught with heroin, he's caught with marijuana. It's both the same level. That's insane, okay? So I believe in the legalization of marijuana, which, by the way, will be a major step forward in the struggle for a, a fairer, a less racist criminal justice system. Number two, your point. Uh, there are large corporations, your point, that are going to be making a whole lot of money. Suddenly... Ten years ago, everyone was demonizing marijuana. Mm -hmm. Now these guys are going to make a zillion dollars off it. Office. And you're right. Small business people in the African-American community deserve to be part of that uh, process. Have you yeah. ever smoked? A few times. Okay. <laughs> Didn't do a whole lot for me. My recollection yeah. is I nearly coughed my brains out, so it's not my, my cup of tea. So you think we should be guaranteed to get a certain percentage of these opportunities? I don't know what a guarantee looks like, but, but like in many other areas, your point is well taken, that the corporations are moving in. They're moving in on hemp. Okay. This is a problem that we have above and beyond marijuana in that area after area in this country you have a small number of corporations who control the action. But I, the issue of marijuana is particularly sensitive because you've got so many African-Americans who have been 
uh, rest of my memory is correct. Uh, well, I don't know what it is, but you know, it, it's been disproportionately uh, African American and Latino. You have to start remembering things, Senator Sanders, because you know they're always on you about being too old. So you can't just be, <laughs> you can't be acting like you're forgetting things all the time. All right. What well, you, there's too much to remember. What though. do you think <laughs> about Howard Schultz um, put, um, running? And do you think that's going to affect the Democrats? Some people think it might be very divisive. Uh, I don't know that we need another billionaire uh, to be running for president. Uh, you know, anyone wants to run, they can run. Uh, I think his views are certainly very different than mine. Will he? Well, your, your question is, will he split the vote and help elect Trump? Don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, what can I say? I was going to ask about that as well. You know, when you ran last, last time, a, a lot of the people that followed you and rode for you rode with you to the end. Like, they would not, they, they would rather not vote to vote for Hillary. Yeah, they weren't going from Bernie to Hillary. They weren't going from Bernie to Hillary, and, and that's part of the reason why I think that, you know, Donald Trump was in. How do we make sure that, that regardless of what happens, that the Democratic Party is united? Good, good question. So let me say what I think I said a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything I can to be the Democratic nominee. I think I am the strongest candidate to defeat Trump. I think I can win in states that Secretary Clinton lost, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, etc. What I pledge to you, and what I've said already, is that if I am not the nominee, I will do everything I can, as I did when Secretary Clinton was the candidate. I knocked my brains out. I I resent a little bit some of the criticism that comes of me. You know, I ran all over this country. I think we did 35 rallies in, I don't know, 13, 14 states to get her elected. Now, your point is, well, some Bernie supporters did not vote for Hillary. True. Mm -hmm. But that always happens. Uh, But I did my best to say we got to do everything we can not to elect this guy, Donald Trump. Uh, and, you know, getting back to Trump for a moment, uh, you know, I'm thinking back that even before he was president and he was the leader of the anti-Bertha movement, you remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just think about this. Think about trying to, not only is that racist, what trying to do is delegitimize. That's a big deal. To say, oh, Barack Obama, he's not a real president. Constitutionally, he wasn't born in America. Can you imagine that? And now he's turning his divisiveness against the Latino community, against immigrants. Uh, And, you know, the theme of this campaign is to do exactly the opposite of what Trump uh, has tried to do. He has tried to divide us up by the color of our skin, where we were born, our religion. Our job is to bring our people together around an agenda that works for all of us. What about all these women that come forward and have these allegations against Trump having harassed them, you know, pull them in, kiss them, and somehow it just gets brushed over. And I'm not understanding why people don't take that seriously. Well, you know why? You you know, you had, you. had they said you had, there was a young lady that asked the other day about you having uh, harassment claims in your campaign as well, and you yep. said that you were upset about that. Yep. So it's kind of the, the same thing. Well, no, it's not about me. It's about my campaign, which had 1,200 employees. Mm-hmm. And I am. I am. I am upset. Uh, we put together our campaign quite quickly, uh, and there were problems in it. I don't deny it, and I'm embarrassed by that. That ain't going to happen again. We have now instituted, I think, the strongest protocol uh, to protect women or anybody uh, against uh, sexual harassment. But to answer your question, the problem with dealing with Trump is that every day there is another outrage. You know, it's hard to keep track of it. And and the media says, my God, look at what we learned yesterday and then today. So I think that's kind of part of the problem. I want to give you a chance to clear this up because this is a headline. The headline says you hired an illegal immigrant. Where was this headline? Secretary. It was on Washington. I think I said it was Washington Examiner. I saw it. It was his um, deputy national p- press secretary, but she's 
an undocumented, I guess she's an illegal immigrant, but she's protected by DACA. So right, yes. right now she's here protected by that, but I guess... So why is... Her- you look like it's the first time you're hearing about this. Well, look, every... Stick with me. Every day, every minute, there's going to be something else. Coming yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know anything about it. But we have people, certainly, I have somebody in my office who I think is in the DACA program. Mm-hmm. These are people who are... Well, raised in this country they spent their entire life in this country and we have got to provide them with legal status i think she came from argentina i believe when she was like seven that's and now she's protected because of daca she's a right. dreamer right so you know if that's a if that's supposed to be a criticism of me you know well i don't take it as a criticism i support the daca young people and in fact we got to fight as hard as we can to get legal status for them what's the most painful part of campaigning because i feel like they dig up everything. probably taking these questions <laughs> well, above and beyond you guys, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, look, I'll tell you, you just did it right now. You just, not that you did it. Every day, they're attacking my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you like to run for office and find the lying about your wife? Or your kids? Or every day there's somebody else? Look, they can't debate on the issues. They can't defend the fact that we have massive income and wealth inequality. Or we have racism or sexism. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to rip you apart. And is that painful? Yeah, it's painful. And sometimes it's your own colleagues, too, because they're also running for office, and it's very crowded right now with people who are throwing their hat in the ring, and that means people that you have worked with and consider to be friends, they might have to say negative things about you Well, right this, I would hope that certainly on the Democratic side, because I know, all, well, I don't know all of them, but I know certainly the senators. Somebody called Elizabeth Warren has been a personal friend of mine for 20 years. Uh, Corey Booker's office is literally down the hallway from mine in the Dirksen office building. So, you know, you know these guys for a long period of time. And I would hope that we will focus on the issues mm-hmm. and not get into that kind of ugly personal attack. Now, what about well, when Donald the, Trump goes at you and, you know, he's a nasty individual? Calls you crazy, Bernie. You know, you know are, are you ready he to go? He remind, you remind him of, of Doc Brown off Back to the Future. Now, you, did he say that? Or did no, you make that up? Are you writing the speeches for a boy? Don't give him an idea, man. Are you ready to go? You know, are, are you going to get back nasty at him? Because, you know, he needs he needs a, a pop on the head. Let's see. We began the program by saying that he is a pathological liar, <laughs> yeah. a fraud, an authoritarian, a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, and a religious bigot. We need some more. <laughs> he's, a, he's a racist, a con man, and a cheat. And those are all the compliments. That's what the, those are the compliments. That's, those are the good things. Yeah, That's now we got some bad things to say about him. But, you know, let, let me get back to the, on this serious note about Trump. You know, uh, here's a guy who tried to throw 32 million people off of health care. This is a guy whose budget called for massive cuts in Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. But you know what the ugliest thing about this guy is about? This is the ugliest. And this is really unprecedented in my lifetime. His toupee. <laughs> His tan skin, I don't know. His orange skin. Well, above and beyond the orange okay. hair. Okay. You know what most presidents understand? We are one country, right? Mm-hmm. Bring people together. You got to have disagreements on health care, the economy, the environment, climate change, fine. But you don't go out of your way trying to split this country up. That's disgusting. And that is, that is what he is doing. Well, Bernie got to go, guys. Yeah, this is my okay. final question, because I want him to clear this up, because this is a headline. It's, have you ever gotten a massage at the Orchards of Asia Day Spa in Florida? <laughs> that is not a headline. The answer is no. Okay. All right, you clear, clear on that one? Yeah, I'm just clear. They, they, they have sure. some videos. Right. Yeah. You yeah. jumped yeah. out with yeah. Robert Kraft and a, 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 a Maybach. I don't know how bit-ly. true that is. Yeah. No? No. no. <laughs> Unequivocally, no. His wife said no. His wife said no. Oh. Hell no. And, since, and since you asked that, what about uh, legalizing? Because um, we saw Kamala Harris talking about that, but um, sex workers. 
That's a good question, and I, I don't have an answer for it. Right? I see two sides to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as Bernie Sanders, we appreciate you for stopping yes, by. Yes, sir. Hey, I enjoyed we'll it. See and you again. Give them your campaign website so if they can donate. You already raised $6 million in 24 hours. Uh, actually, $10 million in a week. But who's counting? But it's berniesanders.com. But, guys, thank you very much for Thank you, sir. Here. All right. It's Bernie Sanders. It's the, the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jordan Woods. It's This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Hello, Angela Yee. We have a show to do. You over there on your goddamn Instagram. I didn't hear you guys. Just seeing Yee just over there (laughs) posting on IG. It was all quiet. Just sitting there staring Uh, at the phone. The problem is that Envy's in Charlotte and no one told me we were going up. And it's just sitting there. Drama said we were going up. You've only been doing the same thing every day for the past. I was just sitting here waiting. Waiting for what? Drama said we going up. I didn't hear him say a word. Okay. Well, since we're here. (laughs) Let's talk about Jordan Woods on Red Table Talk. I know you guys were paying attention to that. Now, she was on Red Table Talk because she does have a relationship with Will and Jada Pickett-Smith. Now, her relationship is this. Will Smith has known her his whole her whole life. He said her father, John Woods, was a sound engineer on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for its entire run. They became friends. And their sons are very close. They had play dates, and Jaden and Jordan ended up becoming day ones. They've been friends since they were infants, so she's like family to them, just so you know. And she will always have the support of Will and Jada Pickett-Smith plus family. All right, so that's just giving you some backstory on that. Well, Jordan Woods went on the show, and she talked about what happened with Tristan Thompson because the rumor is that she... uh, had Tristan Thompson cheated on Chloe with Jordan, thus breaking up their relationship. The group of girls that I'm with are like, you know, we're going to go to a house. They're saying it's Tristan's house. I'm like, cool. Feels like a safe environment. You know, we're all dancing and we're all drinking and we're all enjoying the time. And I'm not thinking I shouldn't be here. And that's my first step where I went wrong. And never once was I giving him a lap dance making out with him. We're all together. We're in a group. Never once did we leave the public area. She did say that she sat next to him and put her legs over him while sitting on a chair, but she said it was just innocent fun. She said her legs were on him. That ain't no innocent fun. Yeah, so... Girl, you tell him, girl. <laughs> you tell him, sis. What? Tell him, sis. Go. Do you think it's innocent fun? I ain't even hear what the hell happened. All right, well, she goes on to talk about uh, a, a little kiss that happened. I finally look outside and I'm like, look, the sun's coming up. I need to take myself home. Right. And he's like, are you sure? You know, it's fine. You can you can be safe here. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go. My car's outside. I had to drive outside. It's been waiting. I never was belligerently drunk to where I can't remember what happened. But on the way out, he did kiss me. It was like a kiss on the lips, but no tongue Whoa. kiss. And I don't Whoa. think that he's wrong either because I allowed myself to be in that position. Uh, yeah, Whoa. he's definitely wrong. She was, that was weird. Like she, and she did admit she should never have Whoa. been in that house at all. But did they sleep together? I know I'm not the reason that Tristan and Chloe are not together. Now, this situation may have made it harder for her to want to be with him. Did you sleep with Tristan? Never. Got it. Never a thought, never a consideration, never happened. And never will I. And that's why I'm willing. To, to be put up to the test. Right. 
attach me to a lie detector, whatever it is. All right. Well, Chloe had originally tweeted out, why are you lying, Jordan Woods? If you're going to try and save yourself by going public instead of calling me privately to apologize first, at least be honest about your story. By the way, you are the reason my family broke up. When the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians coming out, it got to be coming out soon, right? For them to be pulling all these stunts. Yeah, I mean, God But damn, all this man. did, I will say this, on social media, people were going in on Chloe. They were saying that she was bullying Jordan. Then they brought up a lot of things that Chloe Kardashian herself had done, such as uh, they brought up an old interview with Trey Songs, and Trey Songs had dated Lauren London. Lauren London and Chloe used to be friends. I don't know if they still are. But then Chloe was spotted out with Trey Songs, and they brought up a lot of things that had happened uh, what, in the past with. Guess what else they're gonna be doing? French Montana, right. when French Montana was with Trina, and she was friends with them, and they also gonna be watching season twenty-seven of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when it comes out. Do Jaden and Jordan? Do Jada and Jordan get paid for all this free promo they give in this new season? I don't know, but Red Table Talk's doing very well as well. Red so Red that was actually yeah. a great episode <laughs> for her too. So Chloe did after this interview came out, and she got a lot of backlash. Tweet out: Tristan is equally. To blame, but Tristan is the father of my child. Regardless of what he does to me, I won't do that to my daughter. He has been addressing the situation privately, and then she goes on to say it's been an awful week and that it's been very painful. And she said, honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't such a shock as the first time. Yeah, you can never blame mm-hmm. the other other woman if your man cheats on you. You know what I'm saying? Like all the all the all of the energy got to go to your man. But in this situation, it's she just can a blame little bit different. This one. Yeah, yeah, it's different because Jordan Woods was their friend. Right, you know like, what I'm saying? like I think family, I, really. Yeah, that's what people are missing in this situation. I usually would say don't blame the other woman, but in this situation, Jordan Woods was their friend, so she does get some of the blame. All right, I'm Angela mm-hmm. Yee, and that's your rumor report. And shout-out to Coca-Cola. They just came out with a brand-new flavor. Yeah, you heard that right. They've now got Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar. Head to your closest retailer and try Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar today. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout-out Yes, sir. Who you giving that donkey to? You know, man, uh, donkey the day four after the hour is going to a Florida man. I'm sorry, Florida. I promise you, I don't look for stories, you know, from Florida to give donkey the day to. But this one is just very important because it's a life lesson that we all can learn. And that learn is knowing your worth. Okay. All right. We'll that get into that next. knowing your worth. Keep it locked. That makes sense the- for some reason. All right, Donkey Days next going. is the Breakfast Club. Good morning, <laughs> I hear. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. It ain't no light to it. Okay, donkey today for Monday, March 4th goes to a Florida man named Shane Anthony Malay. Okay, God bless Florida. You know, I hate coming on this radio and reminding y'all every other day that the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, but it's true. And every day I'm reminded of that fact, and today is no different. Now, life is all about knowing your worth, okay? This is a very teachable moment that I'm about to break down for y'all. Life is all about knowing your worth, knowing your value, all right? Very hard concept for a lot of us to grab. Malcolm X once said, we cannot think of being acceptable to others until we have first proven acceptable to ourselves. We have to know our worth. But that has nothing to do with what I'm about to discuss with you all, because even if you don't know your worth, you should know the value of other things. Okay, even if I don't know my worth, I know that a Rolex is worth a lot. Mm. All right, I know that a Phantom is worth a lot. I know the value of other things, and Shane does too. 
Or maybe he doesn't, because Shane decided to rob an office in North Palm Beach. What he stole from the office was a bunch of commemorative presidential coins. Now, I know what you're thinking. So? No, it's not a so. See, these coins were worth $33,000. All right, Shane had to know they had some value because they were worth stealing, right? If something's worth stealing, taking a penitentiary chance for, then it must have a lot of value, correct? Correct. If, if the coins are worth $33,000, then Shane just scored a $33,000 lick, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Let's go to WFUR-TV CBS 4 Miami for the report, please. A Florida man allegedly stole rare coins and then ran them through a coin machine. 20-year-old Shane Anthony Mele of Riviera Beach told investigators he stole the commemorative presidential dollar coins. The coins were worth $33,000. A Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office arrest report says he sold some coins for a few thousand dollars and he ran many through, he ran many through change machines that only produced their face value. Mele was charged with grand theft along with unrelated drug charges. First of all, put that man's picture back on that screen. Did that? Did they just say he was 20 years old? I must have heard wrong. He is not 20 play, years play old. That again. That's impossible. That. So I'm about, I just got thrown off. Play that again. A Florida man allegedly stole rare coins and then ran them through a coin machine. 20-year-old Shane Anthony Mayweather. There's no way he's 20. That's what a lie. What kind of meth are y'all selling in goddamn Florida? That's not, My not 20. My God. There ain't no way in hell that man 20 years old. He'll be old. a lying about he his age. He looked that bad? What? No, he's definitely oh, only 20. Jesus Christ. No offense to him, but... Lord have mercy. All offense, gosh. <laughs> okay. $33,000 in coins, valued at $1,000 each. Now, in Shane's defense, he did sell some of the coins to a pawn shop for $4,000. This is so confusing to me because Shane stole these coins, so he had to know they were worth something. Your first stop was a pawn shop. You got $4,000 for them. Yet another sign that these coins are worth more than a pretty penny. At that point, you should have stopped and done a little research to figure out how much value exactly do these coins have. But no! You decided to go to grocery stores all over Florida and exchange the majority of your purse through Coinstar change machines. Now, he's charged with grand theft and unrelated drug charges. I don't know what degree of grand theft he's charged with, but I'm assuming it's first degree because, you know, uh, they said along with the 33000 in coins, according to the AGC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, he stole over $300,000 in other items, which is punishable by up to 30 years in prison with a maximum fine of $10,000 if the property stolen is valued at hundred k or more. Uh, another thing uh, about this, you know, knowing your worth thing, knowing your value, knowing your value of things, okay? Knowing your value for yourself before you decide to commit a crime, all right? Always ask yourself, what is this going going to cost me before you commit a crime? I'm not talking about money to fight the case. I'm talking about time, okay? A guy like Shane can't afford a lawyer. How could a guy who's stealing coins and running them through a cash machine afford a lawyer? Therefore, he's getting a public defender from Florida. So, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to prison. So, how much is that going to cost him? See, Shane didn't know his value. So when you don't know your value, you take dumbass chances like the one he took, and it cost him. See, if he knew his real value, it doesn't matter how much those coins were worth, he would have never put himself in this situation to lose the most valuable thing we all possess, which is our time. He's about to give all that time to the state of Florida in the form of free labor in prison. The moral of the story is, kids, know the value of knowing your value. Please give Shane Anthony Malay the sweet sounds in the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. If he is only 20 years old, my goodness. Yeah, he needs that time. He needs time to reset that face. 
You know what I'm saying? Life has been hard for him. You know what I mean? Prison will stop his aging process. You know what I'm saying? He go to jail for like 10 to 15. He'll come out looking 60. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He'll look about 50 now at 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's stop the aging process a little. Prison stops your aging process. You know what I mean? He needs this time. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Did you watch Leaving Neverland last night, the Michael Jackson docuseries? I sure didn't. Now, if you didn't see it, let's can we play a clip right fast? We have time to play a clip, or we'll do it when we come back. When we come back. we we'll do it when we come back. All right. If you've seen Leaving Neverland, call us up right now, 800-585-1051. Let's watch it. i seen it last night. I'm stuck here in Charlotte uh, because of the snow in New York City, so I was stuck, so I watched it last night at the hotel. And boy, let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking Leaving Neverland. Now, last night it was the uh, part one of the docuseries. It's a two-part series mm-hmm. where they talk about some of the people that accused Michael Jackson well, two people. of sexual assault. Two y- people. Yes, James Safechuck and Wade Rapson. So we're asking, what do you think? What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Before we play the audio, what do you think? Charlemagne didn't see it. I have to see part two to see. You know, the whole thing is complicated to me because you take into account that, A, they only showed their families and their point of view. So to me, that's not well-rounded. I would like to see what the family has to say about these allegations. I would like for them to have delved into, which they might in part two, uh, the financial issues they've had since then. I would have liked to see, like, maybe a therapist on there to talk about, the, uh, you know, why things might have unfolded the way that they did. I would have liked them to address certain things. Uh, that they said that they are now contradicting. So I didn't think so far that it was well-rounded, but it was very disturbing to watch. See, my only problem with it is this. Um, it, it's very disturbing. It is, it is It is horrible. But we don't know who's telling the truth and who's not because Michael Jackson was found not guilty twice, um, and that's with all the evidence that they had. So it gets to the point where it's I really don't know. Yes, there were some weird things going on. Do I believe that Michael Jackson masturbated watching these kids? Naked, I don't know. I feel I like honest, what they did I was honestly don't know. I feel like what they did was put the story out there that these kids, they well, these now adults are saying, and then you kind of have to like make a decision on your own. And it didn't feel like I was informed enough from both sides. And let's be clear, I, I didn't watch it because I missed it. I watched it because I didn't want to watch it. It's, it's unethical. I don't respect the energy of it. Those guys were under oath and defended Michael Jackson against another kid. And, and then when things don't go their way in the future, they recant their story, file a civil suit, civil suit got dismissed, and now you out here doing Leaving, leaving Neverland specials, Leaving Neverland specials, or whatever it's called. This is, an yeah, obvious, yeah, yeah. this is an obvious money play, an obvious play for viewership, and I don't want no parts of it. Not to mention the man is dead. And I'm going to tell you something else. The director said the two victims didn't get paid, so it can't be for money. Well, somebody got paid. They didn't just mm-hmm. put this doc, uh, this special on television for free, okay? Somebody got paid for doing this. Right, and but, people were trying to say that the accusers are the ones, but, uh, you know, he's saying he didn't pay them, so. And listen, and, and, See, but and, this is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. This is the thing, though. I've never been sexually assaulted, though, so I don't know I how those feelings come back. I have. And, and even you, 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 you wrote about it in your book, and this is something that you thought was okay for years, and then you realized that it wasn't You don't realize how so? it affects you. And, so, and a lot of people that have been through this traumatic experience 
It, you don't know how it's going to affect you. Why are we dismissing the fact that this kid, Wade Robinson, since he was nine years old? You, did you see the video when he was nine or ten? And he was like, I know for a fact Michael wouldn't do anything like that. This guy defended Michael against another kid. But, it, yeah, in the documentary, they also or they also have spoken out about why they did that, though. Why they And explained it? why. why. Because Michael it? Jackson was, according to them and what they're saying, was very manipulative and had them believing that he was married to them. He got them rings. It was like a ceremony that they had. He said if he told anybody, then they wouldn't be allowed to be friends Bro, anymore. Well, he was faxing these kids crazy, talking about "I love you." Like it was, it was. It's something was weird. I, w- I would love to hear Oprah ask them about Evan Chandler. Evan Chandler is the other kid who accused Michael, who ended up killing himself because they did defend Michael. I wonder if they defended Michael because they didn't believe Evan or because they thought they were protecting Michael. And they actually said that Michael Jackson had kind of like left them for dead until he needed their help to come. And he, that's when he came back into their lives to try to uh, get them to come and testify on his behalf. I just don't understand why. And listen, if these were some other kids or some other grown people who had stories about Michael, I can see mm-hmm. I can see making this special. But, but I, I think also, it's very unethical for somebody to be under kids? oath. To mm-hmm. use these two kids who were under oath and defended right. Michael against another kid. Like, right. I don't see how we can look at their words with any integrity. I just think if you've been grooming kids since they've been like five or seven years old, I can't say how anybody would react. And I also feel like it's hard to say these things without having seen it to know what's happening to them. I just feel like that. It's been going on forever. Because we're like, talking about this. Phone lines. It's it's about the phone lines, guys. Stuff. Okay. Hello, who's this? It's Ron Say. Hey, what's up, bro? We're talking Leaving Neverland. Did you see it last night? Uh, I saw about an hour and probably 10 minutes of it, and I changed the channel when Wade Robson referred to Michael Jackson's hair as a Brillo pad. Okay, yeah, he said he would rub his hair. And it felt like a Brillo And I'm, when I was so shocked that anyone who says that in 2019 and that no one who saw the previews actually pointed out that fact that I, just, I changed the channel. Okay. okay. Well, well, thank you. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is CJ, man, from Jacksonville. Duval, du- Duval. What's up, CJ? Yeah, Florida Did boy. you see Leaving Neverland? Leaving Neverland, Charlemagne. What's up, man? Uh-huh. Did you watch Seeing Neverland last night? What did you think? Leaving. Leaving. Man, I could, I'm, I'm with Charlemagne on this one, man. I couldn't sit back and watch that, man. For real, man. Why they throw this man under the bus, man? Why he, why he out of there, man? So you didn't watch it? No, nah, I couldn't watch it. I, I refuse to stand up for that, man. They feel like they're trying to go off the all killer thing. That's okay. exactly. Listen, that's exactly. That's another thing that we're not talking about. Like I produce TV shows. Agents have asked me verbatim, "Who can we do a doc on?" They don't care about women being assaulted, the kids being abused. This is about money and viewership for these network people. All right. Well, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We're talking leaving Neverland. Did you see it last night? What did you think? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking Leaving Neverland, which is the Michael Jackson docuseries. Part one was last night. Now, if you missed it, we have some audio. Can we play some audio? Him talking to me. You and I were brought together by God. This is how we show our love. So taking showers together, you know, fondling and kissing, tongue in mouth. He would put my fingers on his nipples, tell me to squeeze them. And then Michael pulling my pants and my underwear down and going down and starting to, you know, perform oral sex. You know, quickly it turned into having me perform oral sex on him too. You know, a full adult grown man size penis in my mouth, you know, in a little seven-year-old's mouth. Now let's go to the phone lines, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? This is Dan. Hey, what's up, Dan? We're talking Leaving Neverland last night. Did you watch it? 
Yeah, man, that was pretty bananas. <laughs> so what'd you think? <laughs> um, at first that I thought that, you know, it was kind of fabricated. And then as you started listening to the stories and you started listening to more of the kids and how they had similar stories, I said, wow. I said, Mike really was a real predator. Real sad. It was just so you really believe crazy. it? Yeah, man. It, it's, it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, and his legacy would probably be tarnished by it. But... Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of like how R. Kelly is, and um, but Mike was a little bit more slick about how he was doing it. But yeah, it's just it's just terrible. It was very detailed right. the, the accounts that they gave of what they are saying happened uh, to them. And I'm interested in um, Oprah because I look at Oprah as somebody that has good judgment when she does things, and she is hosting the After Leaving Neverland uh, show mm-hmm. tonight. So I'm interested in what she's gonna bring out of that and what made her change her mind. Because I know a lot of people went into this watching it and saying, okay, I don't believe this. This is awful. This can't be true. And then some people's minds were changed. And yes, I, I, I think I said something wrong. Evan Chandler is the father of the kid who accused Michael Jackson. He killed himself. So I, I want to mm-hmm. know, do these guys feel guilty in not helping that kid, Evan, get so-called justice? Because you, <clears throat> you, you was under oath defending Michael Jackson against that kid. Shouldn't they be held accountable for that as well? Hello, who's this? This is Greg. Hey, what's up, Grant? What's up, bro? We're talking Leaving Neverland. Did you see it last night? Yes. I think it's full of crap. How they gonna come out with a documentary 10 years after he just died? And you gotta look at it like they trying to make money because the director didn't even talk to the family. He just went with what the kids said just to make money. It's all about money. So you think it's about the director making money? Yeah. Somebody made money, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I know the director did, but I'm just saying he said that the kids didn't get paid. Wade Robinson didn't get paid. I don't believe that. And neither did James Safechuck. No, no, no. You know they got paid. It's an you LLC know somewhere paid. that got a check. I'm just telling you what he said. They didn't get any money off of it. So what's their point of doing it? I guess it's, if that's their truth, they want to tell the truth. Okay, well, let me ask you this question once if again. If that's their truth. I'm asking this question once again. What about the kid? Since, since Wade and the other guy are getting closure, they're telling their story. What about the kid they defended Michael against? When is that little boy going to get to tell his story? Because, 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 because of Wade and the other guy, he didn't get no justice. I mean, maybe we'll see more about that in part two tonight. Right. I don't know. It's well, hard know, to say. You know, in the, huh? I would say this. I will say this. I would say I'm not mad at the docuseries. What I'm mad at is that we didn't get both sides of the story. You do have these two individuals, and they're saying whatever they have to say, but we don't get the other side. This docu-series is really made to just ish on Michael Jackson. Because well, we didn't get we, both sides of the story. We've been getting the other side for 40 years. Like, this, these stories have been around. Like, these stories aren't new. Like, you can, anybody can do a little research. Like, these stories are not new. Like Yeah, Michael, but a lot of people haven't done that research. For some people, a lot of these this information is might be their first time the, hearing and, and that's what, There that's were things why, I saw that I never heard and that's before. that's why it's biased. The FBI investigated Michael Jackson for 10 years. Michael Jackson's yeah, been the court things, for these things. These two, these two guys in this documentary under oath were defending Michael Jackson against another kid. <laughs> I, I just think this is so unethical, and I don't like the energy around it. So, All right. do we think the other kid was lying too? I don't know. Those are the questions that we need to be asking those two dudes, because those two dudes defended Michael against that kid. So did well, they maybe not we'll believe get more the information tonight. Maybe we'll, maybe they'll explain that tonight in, in part two of the docu series. You know, maybe maybe well, we'll see, and maybe can, we'll get more information from it. Oprah. Wade Robson's dad committed suicide. Hold on now, so I'm confused. Who committed suicide? Evan Chandler's, uh, he underwent multiple plastic surgeries and then took his own life, and Wade Robson and his dad were estranged, and his father committed suicide also. So is Evan, Evan, is Evan Chandler the, the, the father of the kid who was accusing Michael? Yeah, he's the one that came out with allegations against Michael Jackson. Evan's the father of the kid? No, Evan is the is one the that... the kid? Yeah. 
Okay, see, I'm confused. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Don't confuse me. I'm lost. It was Jordan Chandler. Jordan Chandler yes. accused Jackson of molesting. I'm so confused. I don't, I don't even know that story. Oh, my God. Chandler goodness. told his dad, Evan Chandler. Evan Chandler was a dentist about the abuse. So his gotcha. son... Jordan Chandler, and then Wade Robson's dad also committed suicide. Y'all just confused me. And, and Wade Robson is in the documentary. His dad committed suicide as well. No, that's right. Evan Chandler is the dad okay. of the young boy. Yeah. Well, part Wade Robson's dad hung himself in 2002. All right, so part two is tonight, and then after that, Oprah Winfrey will be doing an interview with these two young gentlemen and be talking to them in depth. So hopefully, we'll see something. We'll, we'll get something out of it. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about somebody who is coming back to their job today after going on hiatus. And we'll tell you what sources are saying about this uh, return to television. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. Listen all the guys, the rumor report with Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Wendy Williams, she is back on her show, on her Wendy show today. Just about an hour ago, she tweeted out, the wait is over, Wendy's back. So she uh, has been out for quite some time now, and they kept delaying, delaying when she was going to be back on her show. Uh, first, she took a three-week hiatus, and then that got extended and extended, but now she's back today. I wonder if she's going to address any of her own drama. I don't see how you can't. Yeah, it's going to be very she awkward has to. Uh, to discuss, like, Tristan Thompson cheating when for the past couple of months she's had to deal with those allegations in her own marriage. Right? Yeah, and but she didn't say she was in... Re she, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. She didn't say what? Nothing. Go ahead. Well, you know, they said she's been having issues because of her medication for her fractured shoulder, her Graves' mm -hmm. disease, and she promises a better Wendy this year. But there's a lot of people now that have been speaking out about some issues with Wendy and issues with her husband. And so we'll see what she's going to have to say about that. Now, they also have some audio of a man who says that Kevin Hunter threatened him. If anything ever happens to me or my family, know that it was Kevin Hunter, the great husband of Wendy Williams. I got him by the so tight. He don't know what to do. So he gonna try to take me out? I thought we were brothers. The days of doing people wrong are over. You know, I got tagged in that video. The kid's name is... He definitely is, uh, tagged you. Yeah, the kid's name is Avion Foster, I think it is. I think he was signed to Kevin Wendy as a singer. And he, and he was on a plane. And for whatever reason, people thought he was coming to the breakfast club. I have no idea why, but on Friday, a guy came here looking for that dude. Like, some dude went to the really? front desk and asked for him, and I thought that was very strange. So they I, asked for the singer? Yeah. They asked if he was here, if he was at the breakfast club, so I, I, I just thought that was strange. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this kid Avion knows that, you know, you don't want people to know, Kev, but I would hope you're not stupid enough to send someone after this kid after he gets on IG and tells people if something happens to him as Kevin Hunter. I would hope Kevin Hunter's not that dumb. Well, now there's a lot of stories coming out about Kevin Hunter and how Wendy was scared of him and how he was abusive toward her physically, verbally. Yeah. So I'm sure all those things at some point are going to have to be addressed because you are Wendy Williams and we want to hear what you have to say about yourself, too. Yeah. Want to hear the truth. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope he was not that dumb to, to, to send someone after someone after they say, it's, it's, if something happens to me, it's you. But you know I, I hope saying? that she's much healthier now like, like, as why, she returns to television. Like why would somebody be coming here to the Breakfast Club looking for that kid? We don't know that kid. Yeah, that's the main thing. I hope she's healthy. I'm glad that she's working again. You never want to see anybody lose their job, you know? 
All right, now, uh, Peter Thomas, you know him from Real Housewives of Atlanta. He was previously married to Cynthia Bailey. Now he's having some issues. He was taken into custody on Friday on a warrant for writing fraudulent checks. He is being held without bond. And also, he's still in jail? Yeah, I guess there was no bond. I don't know what's going he's on. He's getting too much money to still... Oh, he ain't getting no bond. That's true. Okay. <laughs> All right, now, Janice Freeman from The Voice, she passed away. She was only 33 years old. They said she was battling a combination of bronchitis and lupus, and she had a blood clot in her lungs. Yikes. And that's what happened, so rest in peace. And our condolences to wow. Janice Freeman and to her family. She was one of Miley Cyrus's favorites on the show, and she just died, uh, passed away this Saturday from that blood clot. So. That's sad. I, I, stuff like that scares me. Now, see, stuff like that causes my anxiety to act up. Cause I take, me, I take too. an aspirin every time I get on the plane, because I'd be so scared to, like, Getting Get a blood clot. Hell yeah. All right. Now, Diddy has uh, posted a picture of himself and Kim Porter in a broken heart. And somebody said, when she was alive, you didn't want to marry her. Confused Negro GTFOH. And he responded, I know, played myself SMH. That was his response. That was some hard stuff to say to, um, to say. You know what I'm saying? Right. When some of the mother of your children has passed away, why would you say a thing? Yeah, like, I mean, God dang. I understand that ain't nobody got no heart on social media, but Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, the man posted a picture of his the mother of his child who died with a broken heart. And then you're going to say, uh, GTFOH. All right, there were rumors that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott had broken up, and apparently those rumors are not true. Even though he deleted everything and deactivated his Instagram, the rumor is that he's been trying to patch things up, and she confronted him because she believes she found evidence that he was cheating. He denies those uh, cheating claims, and here he is shouting out, of course, his woman at Madison Square Garden during a show. I love you, wifey. Come on. Let's not have these pilot. New season's coming back. I love, love when, you, wifey. I love when dudes be under pressure for cheating. I love you, wifey. It's the best. And if you nothing makes a man act right, then when Change he sees his, when he sees his life flash before his eyes because yep. he thinks he may lose his woman for whatever reason. <laughs> yep. I love it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Reports. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Again, shout out to everybody in Charlotte. Of course, I'm stuck out here because of the weather in New York City. My flight was canceled. Actually, all the flights last night were canceled. So, hey, did, did shout you, out to the station out here. Did you see Streets my, 103.3? What you say? Did you see my bro DJ Chuck T? Didn't y'all do a party together? I thought uh, I saw you on a flyer with Chuck T. No, I didn't see Chuck oh, T. Okay. Envy did a lot of parties. He probably doesn't even know. Yeah, oh. I, did, I definitely I did about six, seven parties. I, I, I seen, of course, Louis V. Happy birthday to DJ Louis V. Oh, happy birthday, Louis V. That's South Carolina all That's day. our guy. And also, make sure you try those new flavors of orange, vanilla, Coke, and orange, vanilla, Coke, zero <laughs> sugar. I try the new flavors. Yeah, you heard that right. And I have to tell you, it's a great combination of Coke, orange, and vanilla flavor. That's Head right, to your G. closest retailer That's today right. and try them That's out. That's right, G. You get your business in, God damn it. FT's little shout-outs we give to these I know right. Louis V loves Coca-Cola okay, that's and right. Coke. That's right. Orange vanilla that's Coke. That's right. Shout oh, out to you, Louis V. I'll have some for you. Oh, my. I can't with y'all this morning, man. Mix is up next, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, I'm out in Charlotte. Hopefully, my flight won't get canceled. It got canceled last night because of the weather in New York City. But it I was out here good. for CIAA. It should yeah, be good now. Yeah, it should be yeah. good now. I brought, I, listen, let me tell you something. I didn't have any problems driving to work. As a matter of fact, I got to work even faster than normal because I guess a lot of people weren't driving today. But everything was good here. Oh, I definitely okay. had problems getting to work. But that's only because it was nine inches in my driveway. And I wasn't able to... So you to, wanted to sleep in? I wasn't able to ride <laughs> over the nine inches. Well, so what you do? <laughs> Uh, call the car. 
Yeah, well, a shout-out to everybody that came out to CIAA, the Breakfast Club Day Party. I think this is, what, the eighth year, seventh year? What what year was this, I, this day party? Sixth year? I don't know. Me and you didn't go this year. But well, Isn't mm-hmm. this the um, last year it's going to be in Charlotte? Yes, it's going no, to one more year in Charlotte. Oh, one, one more year in Charlotte. Charlotte? Okay, one and more year. And then Baltimore, yeah. You sure? <clears throat> Positive. All right, so we're going to be there next year. <laughs> one more year in Let's Charlotte. Let's see what next happens. <laughs> I don't know if I we're believe gonna, you. We're going to make it a big one next year. Next year, hey, we're going to be there. Hey. Hey, next year is the last year in Charlotte. Shout out to Duval. Duval came and performed. It was rammed. I mean, crazy all day long. Shout out to everybody that came out. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, drop on the cruise bombs from my man Lil Duval. Duval recorded my new favorite song, my new favorite affirmation, Yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I just want, I'm just going to... That's gonna, the only teaser. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's my new favorite song, my new favorite affirmation. It's not even out yet. You know okay. what I'm saying? Salute to Duval. Salute to my man Skills, too. Drop on the clues bombs for Skills. Okay. All right. You going to tell us why you shouting Skills out? Is he on it? He wrote it? Nah, I'm just I'm just bigging up Skills. I like Skills. That's my guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout to Skills. Yeah, okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying, Duval got, Duval got a joint. Another one. That's all I'm saying. All right, and I just want to give a, a shout-out to Black Women in Tech. I actually hosted their little fireside chat with Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know she has a um, line of hair care products that's in 2,200 stores. So she's doing well with that. So that was a great conference for people to attend. Also, uh, shout-out to the NAACP at SUNY Albany. I was there over the weekend. Ashley Sharpton, Rakia Mays. I had a great panel discussion with them. Tonight, I'm going to be at uh, William Patterson, Willie P., having another discussion. You know it's Women's History Month. Last month is Black History Month. There's a lot of panels and a lot of activities going on surrounding this. So I'm going to be everywhere. All right, get that panel fed up. All right, when we come back, we got your positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. First, shout out to uh, Bernie Sanders for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to Bernie Sanders. That full interview is up on YouTube. Uh, people are not happy about the way he responded to the reparations question. I don't blame him. I'm, I'm all for pushing the line on reparations. You know what I'm saying? Black people have been through a lot in this country. We've had a specific set of circumstances that have happened to us from slavery to Jim Crow segregation. And slavery helped build this goddamn country. So, yes, I feel like it should be a specific uh, type of reparations that comes to black people, specifically for us. Yes, I do agree with that, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And shout-out to our Charlotte Station Streets 103.3. Uh, of course, I was stuck out here, so uh, I wasn't going to make it back for the Breakfast Club, so they opened up the station and allowed me to broadcast here. So shout to you guys. That's nice. You enjoy. You should stay there and enjoy yourself some more because it is kind of nasty here. And I got to get home to the kids. They want to play in the snow. They've been hitting me all morning already. Hurry Daddy, up. Let's go, let's go in the snow. Yeah, they should uh, pelt you with snowballs as soon as you get out of the car. That's not nice. <laughs> and shout out to Uncle Luke. I saw he just tweeted that his podcast is now here, his first podcast show. Uh, yours truly, Uncle Luke. I'm sure that's going to be entertaining. He said his first guest is Bakari Sellers. Hey. So they're going to be talking about their opinions on some of the candidates, including Kamala Harris. And they, hopefully they're talking about uh, the documentary I did with Bakari, While I Breathe, I Hope, which is available for streaming on PBS.org right now. Mm-hmm. All right, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is all blame is a waste of time. No matter how much fault you find with another, and regardless of how much you blame them, it will not change you. The only thing blame does is to keep the focus off you when you are looking for external reasons to explain your unhappiness or frustration. You may succeed in making another feel guilty about something by blaming them, but you won't succeed in changing whatever it is about you that is making you unhappy. That's from Wayne. That's from Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?